This is the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm the family man that loves all things tactical. We're coming to you every week with episodes for gun owners, those interested in self-defense and concealed carry, and, of course, all you tactical gear junkies. If you're a family protector, you're in good company. Come on in, pull up a seat, and let's have some fun. Welcome back to another episode of Family Man Tactical Podcast. Oh, this week, oh man, I am tired. I don't know about y'all, but this Labor Day weekend, it was good, but it took some energy out of me. You know, it was good kind of energy zapping, you know, getting out in the sunshine, spending time with the family. We ran up to the lake, did some paddle boarding, you know, got, uh, got some ice cream and, you know, Ran back. Uh, it was just it was a good time. Went out with the in-laws and and got the got the kids uh, over to an event with them and and just making good memories. So you know I, I hope y'all uh, were able to do the same. Something uh, restful, enjoyable, uh, enjoyable uh, over the weekend. But you know I figured okay now it's Wednesday. It's time to get that podcast done. Get out. Talk to my my audience there. Um, and before I do that, you know, before we jump into this week, cause this week we were talking about, um, bump in the night kits. Like what do you, what gear do you grab in the middle of the night? You know, is it really simple or are you throwing on a, a 50 pound ruck and your battle rifle? Right. And I say that tongue in cheek, but, uh, before I get into that, I just want to put out a sincere thank you to everybody that's gone over to the Instagram page for family man tactical. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, gone over to Facebook on the fan page there and followed us, gave us a like on either platforms. Um, and all of you that are listening, I mean, I I actually started getting serious about Family Man Tactical, about the brand. Um, I pontificated a little bit about that a couple months ago. That's like eight weeks now, I think. Um, and, and the purpose of this podcast, you know, it's it's not to sit here and be a guru. I've got some awesome training over the years, but there's quite a bit of gurus out there. Um, and I, I will put out training content to the degree that I'm, you know, qualified or comfortable doing. But I never wanted to have this brand be something other than a community-based brand where uh, family protectors can encourage each other, discuss thoughts, discuss ways of continuing to train and get better, be better dads, be better moms, um, just look after our, our family members better, our community. And of course, you know, a celebration of tactical gear and good shooting skills and martial arts and all that stuff's going to be there too. But I also wanted to make sure that uh, I put some substance behind just, you know, being a influencer of gear. I just it's something that's on my heart as an American, as a as a dad, as a husband. And I wanted to talk about deeper issues too. And the support that I've got from um, you know different uh, social media outlets has just been amazing. So I want to say thanks. You know, I wasn't expecting such a warm response. I gosh, I didn't even know I was going to get any response. And um, got lots of followers on uh, Instagram. If you want to follow us, I'm always posting uh, pictures now um, of, you know, just latest gear layouts and just, you know, 
gear stuff, really. Uh, motivational pictures and, and stuff like that. Facebook, I like to um, use for... Um, I, I like to use for linking to good articles and, and stuff like that. And we're revamping the Family Man Tactical website there. Uh, so I took that down off of WP Engine and I'm switching it over to another carrier where we'll actually have our blog reviews and um, online content, whether it be training or um, just different different stuff. So um, lots coming in the, the next six months. This is uh, It's hard to believe that this is just kind of a side project that I work on and then I'm actually gainfully employed 60 hours a week elsewhere. But I am. So anyway, just uh, again, sincere thank you to, uh, to all of you that are giving support. Uh, just, you're awesome. So this week um, I posted a couple uh, pictures on Instagram of some uh, what we like to call a grab-and-go kit or a bump-in-the-night kit. Basically, it's a easy-to-grab um, bedside kit that's got maybe uh, your essentials for, you know, handling any threat that would kind of come in your house in the middle of the night or um, grabbing your most essential tools and... Um, leaving your home in the middle of the night because of uh, an evacuation uh, that you need to do. And uh, you can see on the, you know, obviously in the in the podcast notes, I gave an example of one there. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about maybe what it is. Um, open up uh, the dialogue um, in case you want to post over on Instagram or, or Facebook. Let us know what you, you feel that uh, is important to have. But I'm going to use this kind of, or I'm going to approach this kind of in a doctrinal um, approach from the training I received from um, former action guys, uh, former uh, .mil folks, um, <clears throat> and, and just kind of hit why I, I pack this way and how I keep my bump in the night kit um, as sleek as possi possible. Um, and some of the important things I think about you know, managing your kit because one of the biggest problems is, is you could make this really cool plate carrier kit and it makes you look like some, um, uh, special operations ninja and stuff like that. But if it's not practical, uh, one, you're probably not going to train with it. Um, and that's important to do is train with your bump in the night kit. Um, but you, you're you know, going to be fumbling over it and, it's just not going to be practical, essentially. So the first thing, the um, first principle uh, with a bump in the night kit is definitely the purpose. What's its purpose? Well, for me, um, I like kits or gear that has a multi-purpose role and that is as sleek as possible um, with whatever task it's helping me do um, so that I'm more likely to train, carry it, um, have it a part of my life, right? Big, bulky things, cumbersome things, things that you're not going to train with, um, you know, or kits that are a collection of gear that's really meant for somebody like, again, uh, a soldier in a faraway land, um, and it's not been tailored to what the citizen home defender needs. Well, it just, it creates problems. And that's not the point of this podcast. So just the purpose up front. You know, some of that's intuitive, by the way, too, but just the purpose. So for me, 
I want something that's going to help me effectively um, address lethal threats that could enter my home in the middle of the night um, and also have you know the ability to take care of um, any said wounds communicate with folks um, you know in a high stress situation and also help me observe in the middle of the night what's going on so I'm kind of um, signaling there some of the gear items that I would have in my bump of the, bump in the night kit or grab and go kit. Now, I also kind of tailor my grab my bump in the night kit as a grab and go kit too. If I had to, you know, I don't know, go address uh, a situation um, far away uh, from from home uh, where there could be a potential. I don't know, adversary. I don't even know what the situation is. Maybe um, maybe there's a trouble at a, at a family member's house or whatever, and I wouldn't leave the house without my pistol, right? I conceal carry everywhere I'm legally allowed to. Um, it would make sense that I have a grab-and-go kit that's got my concealed carry pistol um, and any of the pocket items I need as well as being part of my bump in the night kit. Makes sense for me, maybe not you. Okay, so let's jump into it. You know my purpose, this is my purpose, but I think everybody should figure out the purpose of what their bump in the night kit should be, and then kind of think through, okay, is this realistic, is that realistic? You know, um, all that sort of stuff. You know, uh, to make kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of example here, is somebody strapping maybe, um, uh, a tent to uh, or uh, uh, some sort of uh, compact uh, shelter to their bump in the night kit uh, just so that they could be prepared for possibly anything well when you start to do that <laughs> it gets it gets beyond the scope of what you're trying to do and although um, it's nice to be prepared for everything um, you know there's different ways of gear layering um, and that that can go in a, another uh, podcast we'll talk about gear layering another time but just sticking straight to the purpose of the kit will keep it streamlined you'll keep it with you in my mind um, and you'll actually train with it so uh, I mentioned this in a previous podcast but um, there's a, a packing acronym uh, that I picked up from folks that train me who are uh, in the military um, and it's kind of an old acronym. It's uh, SMOLES, S-M-O-L-E-S. -E and basically it addresses the categories and the priority that you should pack um, to address basically any situation um, from immediate threat all the way down through survival. And that'll help you, or at least it's helped me, um, decide on my layering for my gears. Okay, the, the essential piece of kit when I'm in bed is pants by the side of my bed with my belt right and my grab and go kit that's it that's my essential level one layer one kit and what it has in it is uh you know if we go down the, the acronym there uh, smallies is self-defense medical observation land nav extreme weather and survival um so that's that's definitely important because the first thing that you know, the thing that can kill you the quickest is a violent threat. So that's why that's up front in the, the packing acronym there. So what's self-defense? You could summarize it into three items, right? Uh, shoot, move, and communicate. 
and those three things are, are so important. You know, my ability to move um, freely is is important. Um, so anything that might help me, maybe I have my shoes by my bedside um, so I can get outside quickly or whatever. Uh, but definitely your ability to shoot and shoot is a conceptual approach. I mean, it could be your ability to get at your, I don't know, uh, self-defense knife if you carry one. Right. And then your ability to communicate. So how are you going to communicate? If you live by yourself, maybe it's just your cell phone attached to your uh, grab and go kit so that you can call for uh, law enforcement backup. Right. You have a whole team of folks that are willing to help you in your your area. Probably if you live in the United States, uh, they're called police and um, EMTs and, and firefighters. So that ability to immediately communicate now. In your situation, maybe you live um, with a significant other and you've got a family, you know, maybe their job in a bump in the night situation is for them to use their cell phone and, and call. And you have um, a radio that you can that you can communicate back when you go check things out. You know, if that's your plan to go check things out again, I don't want to get into um, tactics for home defense. You know, um, there's there's a couple ways and schools of thoughts on that. Um, some folks, uh, you know, depending on your situation, you get everybody together and you're barricaded and, um, you know, you set the playing field for somebody coming in um, as a violent threat uh, versus, you know, going and checking out what you've heard. I think you got to be prepared for either. Right. Um, but essentially, the first item is shoot, move and communicate. So if you look at the picture um, in the in the podcast there, you'll see uh, a Glock style pistol. You'll see um, two lights. There's a pistol light on there and there's also a handheld light. I think a handheld light is more important than a pistol light because the handheld light you can use for both. Um, you can shoot with a handheld light. Um, but you got to be careful if you're investigating something. Um, and all you have is a pistol light, you know, you, you could be pointing your pistol at something you don't wish to destroy. So food for thought there. And then you see there's a radio. So in my situation, I have a family um, and, and our action plan for home defense is now I do keep my cell phone near me, but I have a radio there tied to my wife. And, um, you know, I can I can quickly communicate with her. Um, and, and we have a communication plan there, right? So that's important and they don't take up a lot of space. So there you go. Um, I have clothes and shoes ready to don. Uh, so if I have to go outside, I can immediately, bam, it's not even, not even a thing, right? Um, so I have the ability to shoot or fight, move and communicate. And the next item you'll see in the, in the kit there is, um, some TC3, um, gear. Okay. Now, I don't have a nasopharyngeal airway in that kit. Basically, it's set up for major bleeds and um, chest seal, right? So my wife knows where it's at on my kit. Um, I truly believe in getting trained in TC3, at least care under fire. Uh, standard TC3 doctrine for medical care, first aid um, in violent situations is um, broken up into care under fire, uh, tactical field care, and then tactile, tactical evacuation care. Now, that if you take those concepts, um, and that information is actually 
free. It's uh, the Journal of Special Operations Medicine. If you Google that, um, there's all sorts of free resources there to explain the doctrine. But essentially, the first phase, care under fire, is very easy to um, adapt to civilian or citizens who are armed, right? And understanding the protocol for um, patching yourself up while mitigating a fight um, and the priority level that you address each one of the things, you know, what's going to kill you faster, um, an armed threat or the blood loss, um, you know, and, and there's, again, this is not a, a podcast uh, episode on tactical field care or care under fire. Okay. But you'll see there's um, a tourniquet. There's actually two in there. The other one's not shown. There's a tourniquet. Uh, there's an emergency trauma dressing, uh, compression bandage. There's um, quick clot. There's also um, compressed gauze and uh, the hyphen chest seals. So that'll that'll at least help somebody patch you up until EMS arrives if you were to face a violent threat and um, unfortunately get, get injured, right? Or take care of one of your family members that was injured. Okay, so there that's really important. Then observation, right? Again, we go back to the two lights there, um, the the pistol light and the handheld light. So that's ob that takes care of your observation and the acronym there. Now, land nav, um, extreme weather, and uh, survival items. This is where this kit is kind of a level one kit. There is because you I do you can see it's actually pictured. There's a mini survival kit in there, and it's got a flint for and a couple pieces of tinder. It's got um, you know, a couple other little goodies in there and uh, some water purification tabs and a folded up um, high density mill uh, plastic container that I can use for water. It doesn't take up any space, but it is like a last resort item. If all I could do is put on my pants, grab my bag and run out of my home. You know what? I can, I can find some water. I can purify it and, uh, you know, hydrate. Um, if I had to be away from any resources for a long time. So, I mean, it's, again, it's very extreme, uh, to put a survival kit in a bump in the night, uh, kit, but it's so small, it's benefit and it takes up no weight and you can literally put it, even if that thing was jam packed, you could still fit that survival kit in there. So it makes sense just to have it. Now check that item off the box. Now, going back to land nav and extreme weather, I think it's a great idea always to have a little button compass with you. You just never know, okay? I, I put those things everywhere. I went on Amazon and I bought, oh man, probably 50 of those. And I squirrel those away everywhere. I put them in the car. I put them just, there's a button compass everywhere in my life. And, um, you know, the only recommendation I would make is that if you buy them off Amazon, you double check the rating and check it against a lensatic compass for accuracy. Uh, see if it's somewhat accurate and it's not just a toy. Um, but you never know. You know, if, if you're disoriented or, or you've left your home and you're not thinking straight, you might need a little bit of help uh, orienting your direction, especially if you're on foot. Again, it's the most extreme um, situations, but I Button, button button compasses are so cheap that it just makes sense to have one. 
Um, and you'll get in the habit of always having some sort of way to land nav, right? Um, and of course you could, if it's a grab and go kit, like, uh, like some of the other examples I've posted, you could put a map in there and you could put a couple map tools. They're not big, right? And depending on the size of your kit, maybe it's a backpack, you know, it, it should be in there, right? And then extreme weather. So one of my, one of my grab and go kits, and I have a couple, right? I have a bump in the night kit and I have one for my wife. Now my one for my wife and my kids, um, those actually have um, some precipitation uh, garments in there, right? Some Gore-Tex, um, and they're really compact. But again, if our house was on fire in the middle of the night, and we were able to have the presence of mind to grab that as we were running out the bedroom and making sure everybody's out. If it's peeing rain outside, you know, we can throw those on. Um, granted, uh, we have good neighbors and, and, you know, I'm sure we would, uh, have a shelter immediately, but you get my point. Can't always rely on that. What if they're not home? What if they're on vacation? You know, point is immediately, bam, that stuff's there. So extreme weather, some sort of intermediate or, or improvised shelter and basically good clothing is, is, uh, that mitigation, right? And then there's what I mentioned already is survival. So I backtracked. So there we go. We go um, self-defense, uh, the concept of shoot, move, and communicate would take care of your gear there. And you see see that picture in the show um, icon there. Uh, medical, observation, uh, land nav, and then uh, extreme weather and survival. Um, there's, <laughs> there's four magazines of ammo there. Um, honestly, I don't see a bump in the night kit needing that much ammo. However, if your bump in the night kit is also your grab and go kit and that's all you have for the rest of your life, leaving your home, eh, might be on the light side. Again, you got to balance what can I reasonably carry with me? You know, I'm not going to carry around a thousand rounds of ammo, right? Uh, what makes sense? So this is just kind of a, a little overview of how I learned to do contingency packing, um, attribute it to, um, you know, you see plate carriers and all sorts of uh, square range, uh, gun range, um, tactical gear and all that kind of stuff. But my thinking is, well, that's cool. I think you should have that gear. I think you should train with that gear because you never know. Um, well, it's kind of like your duty as an American. You always be prepared, ready to defend your homeland. Um, and your community and all that kind of stuff. I think those are valuable skills, but I don't think that type of kit is going to cover every situation unless you're like so hardcore that you're going to throw on your plate carrier in the middle of the night that you train doing that. I think for most citizens, it's good to have a lightweight bump in the night kit that they can grab. It's immediately there. It doesn't weigh barely anything. And, um, and you can strap it on, um, walk out of the house and not have anybody think that you're, um, going to Fallujah or, uh, Kabul, right? So it's, uh, Hey, that's what works for me. Um, I'd love to have your thoughts. So there's a, I got some good feedback on Instagram people, you know, they like pictures. Instagram's all about, uh, vanity and, and cool pictures and, 
and stuff like that. And while I won't have any pictures of myself up on Instagram, at least I don't think so, um, I do post good pictures of, of gear and stuff I think is cool because we're Americans. Why not? You know, this is, uh, um, you know, as long as the free market exists for how much longer it exists, you know, you're always going to have um, tactical gear companies putting out new types of innovative gear and and uh, Instagram is a good place to celebrate that as well as talk about some of these topics. So um, if you have any thoughts, please go over to our Facebook page. Again, it'll be down in the notes there or go over to Instagram, pop over a comment in the notes and uh, let me know what you think. Is there something maybe I missed? Um, again, I, you know, I'm talking through this kind of quick, um, but man, we're almost at a half an hour already. So um, let me know what you think. In the meantime, hey, I hope everybody has a great uh, rest of the week. Um, you know, heading right into that uh, weekend again already since it's Wednesday. Man, I need the weekend already. Um, shoot, maybe I should uh, maybe I should start working out more, get some more exercise so I don't get zapped uh, as easily with the kids running me around. But anyway, hopefully you found this uh, somewhat... Uh, a fun topic to, to think about, discuss, get your brain working. Um, I'm always thinking about um, my tools um, and my software in my head. Have I trained with these items? I think that's most important um, when you're looking at your gear. And so if I could leave with one parting thought is just whatever your gear layout is for defending your home or being prepared for any, any bad situation, that you train with it, um, that you run through drills, um, in a safe way, right? Not running around the house training with a loaded gun. Um, just the simple stuff. Uh, making sure you're safe, but you do train. And, um, you know, I heard this one thing. I lied. That was not the parting thought. Um, I really admire the training that um, John Lovell puts out with uh, War Poet Society. And um, obviously he's got um, really good credentials. Uh, for fighting in and around structures, um, been there and done that kind of guy. Uh, one of the things he said many times over the years is, um, your home is your castle, and you get to lay it out any way you want. Now, if we keep that in mind, you get to lay out your castle in any way you want. You get to set uh, the rules of... Uh, whatever bad engagement happens should somebody try and break in your home. That being said, I think the kit should always support whatever your home defense plan is, not your home defense plan support what type of kit you want to carry. I guess that's my parting thought, and uh, let me know if you agree, if I'm wrong. Otherwise, God bless you. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Um, I sincerely hope that you are just... I don't know. The next time I talk to you on this podcast, um, things are just going great in your life. So anyway, God bless you. We'll talk to you all soon.